0: Hey everybody, it's Mike Cooch with Digital Marketing Lab and Get Leverage. Um, I am excited today. I have a special guest, Mr. Josh Nelson coming to us from Miami. How are you doing, Josh? Doing great. Glad to be here. Awesome. Glad to have you here. So um, for those of you who uh, aren't familiar with Josh, gosh, we go way back. And Josh is a very successful agency owner, uh, which is one of the reasons Why I'm excited to have him here. He's got a great business going and has executed that business, I think, as well as anybody that I've seen in the industry. And I know that we can get a ton of uh, great lessons from him here and um, and some cool experiences to share. So we'll just go ahead and jump right into it, Josh, if you don't mind. Here, um, if we could start, just just give us a little bit of bio on who you are and you know, kind of a. a Start here as to what your business is all about and how you got it to, to where you are today
1: Absolutely, so <clears throat> I run plumbing and HVAC SEO or a digital marketing agency for uh, plumbing and HVAC contractors <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, we've been in business going on eight years now um, started as a generalist agency um, decided the fastest path probably one of the suggestions we got from you was to, to be niche focused choose one vertical, position ourselves as the expert in that space. Uh, and we went deep in plumbing and HVAC, uh, have grown t- uh, to the point now where we're about $4.5 million per year in revenue, We've got a team of 30 full-time employees. Uh, we That's made great. the Inc. 5,000 list of fastest-growing companies in the United States the last three years in a row. Uh, fingers crossed it'll be four awesome. at the end of yeah. this year. And, uh, yeah, it just, uh, you know, digital marketing, serving a specific nation, having a lot of fun while we're at it. And, and thank you for your help we were at the at the six figure summit when I think we were doing like thirty thousand dollars a month in recurring revenue and uh, what we learned there like really was a game changer for us
0: that's so cool that's great to hear I appreciate it um so tell me a little bit i know I know one of the first things that I get asked all the time when when um, agency owners or prospective agency owners are talking to me is how did how do they pick a niche because i that is an absolute um, For me, it's a rule of success in this industry. I always tell people, if you're selling to small businesses, you have to pick a niche and go for it um, and and tailor everything around it as you guys have. How did you decide on plumbing an HVAC? I mean, so, I mean,
1: I think when it comes to choosing a niche, you want to make sure that um, there's enough of them. They have a propensity to advertise. They have a, like, they've proven that they spend money on advertising in one mechanism or another. Yeah. Um, and they, and they can't kind of aggregate together where you can easily say, I want to get a list or I want to get into the association of people within this type of vertical. Yeah. Um, for us, the way we landed in plumbing and HVAC, um, my business partner, Dean and I had worked at reach local, the big pay-per-click management company. That's right. And that uh, we were here for about a year and we were kind of seeing what all of the sales reps were selling into and where they were having success. And for us anyways, it seemed like home services was a massive vertical that people were doing really well in, mm-hmm. um, and then within home services, it seemed like plumbing, HVAC, roofing, locksmiths seemed to do really well. So we kind of set up micro websites for each, and we started prospecting and reaching out. And just happened that plumbing worked well for us right out of the gates. We got a couple of local clients. Great results going. And um, and it was just kind of off to the races from there. Let's stay in this lane and let's uh, hit the gas.
0: Very cool. That makes a ton of sense. And I think, I think a lot of people, um, don't think that, uh, you know, plumbing, I I think maybe they think, you know, Oh, dentists make a lot of money, you know, and so they're going to be a better client than, than plumbers. But I think, you know, the plumbing industry, one, I've known some really big plumbing companies that are super successful. I don't know, maybe some of your clients are, are really nice size, but two, as you said, I think that, um, what a lot of people don't get is that, you know, plumbers, they do, they spend money on advertising. They understand that they have to advertise and be out there. Um, you know, back in the day it was the, you know, you had the big yellow pages ad and and maybe they still do. Um, but um, you know, they understand that they have to advertise and get out there. I think a lot of, a lot of professions that maybe make more money don't necessarily get that. You know, a lot of dentists and doctors and things like that don't get that. So that's cool, and, and so I see SEO, PPC, web design, and social back there. How did you determine you know, what, what the suite of services is that you would offer them?
1: Yeah, I mean, for, for us, we came from, from Reach Local, which was all retainer-based services, all $1,000 or more. So that was kind of like where our head was at when we started, um, and really, we wanted to make sure we came in with a suite of services that was going to kind of meet their needs and get a result for them. Mm-hmm. And so we felt like setting up a website, building it to convert, doing on-page optimization and SEO to make sure it ranked organically, and then wearing paid search on top of that so we could drive leads and calls out of the gates mm-hmm. um, was, was the best solution. And then you know, social media, at this point anyways, is more of a, an add-on, more of a way to develop a relationship. But um, yeah, we, we, we decided let's just come in with a comprehensive solution that we can charge a large monthly fee. You know, it, and for us, a month, large monthly fee at the time was like $1,000 a month. Which some people, that's not a large monthly fee, but um, you know that that was kind of the suite of services that we we came to the table with, and have kind of tweaked it and modified it and expanded it as we've as we've as we've grown.
0: Yeah, cool. So I'm glad that you brought up um, price and what you're charging per month or what you were charging per month, um, because I would say even though you know you said thousand dollars a month maybe isn't a lot of money, the reality is the far majority of people that I that I talk to in the agency world that are selling to small businesses their biggest hang up is still that you can't get them to charge a thousand dollars a month for anything. Um, they're, they're so afraid to put that kind of price tag out there, or they're completely convinced that there is no plumber out there. That's going to pay a thousand dollars a month or more for, for my services. There's no way, right? Plumbers don't have that kind of money. Um, so, so tell me a little bit about pricing. Um, the importance of having a price point that is, you know, at thousand dollars or more, and maybe some of the misconceptions around pricing that you've seen and, and dealt with? Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, I, I think that
1: I had the same issue before I started working at Reach Local. My first agency was, it was a total failure. I was charging like a one time website design fee of $500 to $1,000 and then getting $50 per month. And I spent four years beating my head against the wall selling clients these low end programs yeah. um, and of course there's no way you just you can never make enough money if that's the way that you yeah. charge and so I was fortunate enough to work at Reach local and see literally thousands of sales reps selling these programs between a thousand and five thousand dollars per month to the local bricks and mortar business it totally changed my 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 idea of how a business model and, and an agency should run and what people would pay. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was fortunate to, to see that and kind of like get that baked into my belief system. Uh, but I can tell you, if you if you don't charge at least a thousand dollars per month, it's going to be really hard to grow and scale. Uh, first of all, you know, recurring is a must. But if you don't have that kind of fee, eventually when you look to say, OK, I don't want to do this myself. I want to put somebody in place to mm-hmm. do the SEO or to build the websites. Right. If you don't have, you know, at least a thousand dollars per month, you're not going to have enough money to be able to do that. Yeah. And even more so when you think, I want to start to do some marketing to land clients, and I need to put a salesperson in place to close these deals. If you're if you're not priced accordingly, you're mm-hmm. going to handicap yourself and really give yourself no no potential for long term growth in your business.
0: Yeah, I, I find that there are across ac- actually across the board in just about any situation where you have a founder in place that's also the initial salesperson is that they they never accurately account for the cost of sales and marketing because they don't really account for their own time and separate themselves out yeah and then and then the other thing is is client services account management I mean it it costs it it can cost an arm and a leg you know to take care of those clients and and keep them around and keep them happy and there's just overhead associated with that that can get expensive um, it's so it's so important that people understand what a profit and loss statement looks like and and be able to put some numbers in there, step back from that, take themselves out of that, and put some numbers in there, and realize that you know they have to have the prices that will ultimately pay for all of that um, I think you know one of the most important experiences that you mentioned there um, it, it's so critical around entrepreneurial psychology is that because you went and got a job where somebody else was telling you, Hey, here are the price points and you, you have no option but to sell at those price points. You went and sold at those price points. And just, just the, the fact that you could see other people were doing it all of a sudden made it, made it okay and made it possible to you. I just think that's a, that's a fascinating thing because the reality is so many, um, I think, particularly service entrepreneurs, when you're starting and the service is, is, is essentially you, you're, you're delivering some sort of service. Then again, the psychology is that there's some there's some self-worth issues in there and, and things like that, that people get trapped in where they're like, well, nobody's going to pay me, you know, $200 an hour or $150 an hour to do X, Y and Z. When I was working at my last job, I didn't make anywhere near that much, and and they get that all twisted in their head. Versus, again, if you go to work for somebody that's offering that exact same set of services, and you see their model and learn their model, and you have no choice but to do what the boss tells you for a little while, and and sell their pricing plans and stuff, it can be a very eye-opening experience.
1: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. There's a great book called *The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind* by T. Harv Ecker. Have you ever read that one? Or are you familiar with it? No,
0: I'm familiar with it. I'm familiar with him, but I don't know if I've ever read that book, which is shocking to me because I've heard I've heard of the book, you know, a thousand times.
1: Fantastic book, one of my probably top five favorite books of all time. Oh, cool. Um, but in one of the in one of the chapters, he talks about obviously to be a success and to build you know wealth, you have to be in your own business, but you don't necessarily have to go and start the business. And like one of his key tenets was. Enter the corridor by working in a company that does what you think you want to do. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I kind of latched onto that. I started looking for digital marketing agencies that were doing well, came across reach local, and that's that was it worked out well, right? Because I learned what I needed to learn in order to go out and do it on my own.
0: That's awesome. So cool. So you learned a ton from them. You you started, you picked a niche, you you created your packages, you've got them priced at least, you know, back then they were at least enough to give you the margin to continue to invest in the building and building the business. It sounds like you have um, continued to refine those prices over time just by some of the, the things that you said there. But tell me then what have been, uh, you know, if you, if you could pick three things to share with people watching this right now that have been the major, I guess, Turning points or factors that have allowed you to grow from, you talk about the 30,000 a month when we first met to now, you know, it sounds like around $400,000 a month. Um, that's a huge leap. Tell us, what do you think are the, the three major factors in that? So
1: I I think the first is, is having a, a clear target market, right? That's, that's fundamental. Um, you know, being in a niche makes everything easier, right? It makes, absolutely. Landing clients easier because you can go deep and position yourself as the expert and get clients raising their hands. And also, and what people don't usually think about is that it, it makes fulfillment easier because you're doing the same thing for each client. in essence, you can systematize it. You can put people, you can put systems in place, which makes it possible to scale as opposed to jumping into different verticals from one client to the next and trying to figure it out. It's hard enough with us, with several hundred plumbing HVAC clients to, get the work done right, to you know, fall through with the clients correctly, you know, to retain those clients. I can't even imagine how you'd do it if you had clients in every different vertical. So that's probably the, the number one. Uh, number two, I would say you know, being aggressive and putting systems in place to get clients to come to you pre-positioned to buy. So mm-hmm. we're not in a case where we're cold calling people and we're trying to get them to, to give us two seconds of their time. Mm-hmm. We've positioned ourselves as the experts. So we wrote the book, you know, how to Trouble your sales by getting your internet marketing right. We put out webinars on a monthly basis that are in front of almost everybody in the niche in the plumbing and HVAC world. And over time, we've developed this this like process where prospects actually see us, or are exposed to the to the value, and raise their hand and kind of come into our world, uh, position to buy. So I'd say that's that's probably second. And then and then third is is. Constantly thinking about how, how you're going to scale and how you're going to grow, not doing it all myself. There's no way we could have gone from 30000 to you know $370,000 per month where we're at now if I was trying to do it all, do the marketing, do the sales, do the fulfillment, do the account management. Like I've had to be strategic with what does this organization chart look like right now? What is it going to look like in the next six to 12 months? And what positions do I need to start filling so that I can continue to focus on what I do best, which is- positioning the company and going out and landing new clients. So I'd say those are the top three.
0: That's awesome. I think that those are, those are a fantastic three. I, I think that that last one too, I just, I just want to call attention to that. Um, it's just interesting timing just cause I shared a post about that yesterday um, about how, how important thinking about growth is to actually achieving growth. and And it's, it's not, it's not the secret. It's, it's not any hocus pocus or anything like that. It is simply that if you're not taking the time to get a clear vision on where you want to go and, the, and then think about what it is that's going to get you there. I mean, it's just, it's common sense. It's blocking and tackling, but people get so caught up in the day to day that they don't make the time to slow down and go, okay, what have I learned? What's working? What's not working? Where do I want to go? given everything that I know and I've experienced what, you know, what tweaks do I think I need to make now let's hit the ground running for another 90 days sprint like crazy and then stop and do that again. But that the stop and do it again, it just doesn't happen enough for a lot of people. I don't think it's, it's, it's wild that one, I think stopping for any period of time for anything these days feels like a crazy luxury because there's just so much going on so much coming at you from all different angles. Um, especially if you have you know, family, kids, things like that. Um, and then the other thing is, I think that um, it's funny again to say, but I think just that thinking has been undervalued compared to just hustle. You know, just, mm. just run, just do it faster, do it more. Um, and both of those things have a place. But I think that the thinking part of it is getting left out way too often. So that's oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, fantastic. So I know... Just one, one other thing I'd love to hear from you on how you balance the, I know you do have a family. How many kids do you have? I have two kids, two uh, kids. a two-year-old and a five-year-old. Awesome. So you've got this very fast growing business and you've got, you said, 30 something employees to manage there. And then at home, you've got this, obviously this family that's very important to you young kids that, you know, want a lot of time and attention and stuff like that. I'm curious, how do you, how do you find, I, and I I don't even know if balance is the right word. I tend to use like work-life integration and that type of thing to describe kind of how I do it. But I'm curious how you approach that and maybe, you know, any major lessons that you can share around that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'd say, you know, for me, my business exists to support my family, right? So I' never put the the business in front of spending time with my kids, taking my son to school, and even really doing my my exercise and my fitness routine. I think all of that is integral to the success of the business and why the business sure. exists as as opposed to to vice versa. yeah um, in terms of I mean, in terms of integration, I think as we've grown, and I do have a business partner at, at dna DC, as we've grown, we've always taken the the myth revisited thought process, which is, how do I put people in place and put systems in place that way I'm not doing it all myself. Yeah. And so, you know, at this point, we're big followers of uh, EOS entrepreneur operating system. And, and we've been blessed to have a leadership team that's put in place in each of the different key areas in the company. And so with a leadership team, it takes a lot of the burden on you and you have someone else accountable for the key areas in the company. Mm. Um, and it really has given me the freedom to, Um, you know, come in, not crazy, crazy hours, come in like around nine o'clock and leave around 5, 5. 5.15 most days and, uh, you know, have free time to work on other passion projects that I'm excited about and working on. Um, And I think that's what enables me to to be there, you know, in the morning with the kids, in the evening before they have to go to bed. And I like have undivided time with them uh, over the weekends.
0: Good for you. That's awesome. I think it's uh, increasingly rare to see those kinds of Boundaries and and just very clear priorities, which is fantastic. Congratulations um, So you mentioned um, Other passion projects one of the things that I wanted to ask you about I know that you have an event coming up um, mm-hmm. For agency owners, right? Yep. Yeah, I'd love to if, if you wouldn't mind tell tell us about that. Tell us You know who would be interested in that why they would be interested in what they can expect Absolutely, so um, You know, I'm a big-time student
1: of the game. I've been to pretty much all of the trainings and seminars on how to run an agency, how to build your business. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, being a student of the game, I I really believe in the concept of, I think we were talking about this before, uh, learn, do, teach, right? You learn it, you do it, you get results with it. And then really when you start to teach it is how you internalize it. You you make it really, really even stronger than ever. And so one of my passion projects is is what I call seven-figure agency, where I just kind of unpack what's worked for us how we land clients, what our business model looks like, how we retain clients and fulfill for them and get them great results. And so um, I've got an, an event coming up, you know, right next to our office uh, in, a couple, in a couple of weeks where um, we're going to do just that. We're going to unpack our business model. You know, what's the right model? How do you, how do you fulfill for the clients in a way that's actually going to get them results? Um, I spent a lot of time, you know, really unpacking how to land clients and, and that seems like where a lot of people struggle how can you position yourself and and put strategies in place to get clients not like piecemeal here and there but you know three to seven new clients every single month on retainer um that way you can really grow and scale and then and then you know the second half of it's going to be how do you scale and so what we're going to do is we're going to come over uh spend an afternoon at our office here in Dural so that you can walk through our facility, meet our team, kind of get a, a feel for what a scaled seven-figure agency looks like, yeah. uh, and then unpack that in your in your business. So, like, what does the business uh, organization chart look like today? Where like where are you going to need to hire next, and how can you kind of scale that model mm-hmm. so that you can have the business that serves your lifestyle, and gives you the ability to, to do what you really want to do? Uh, so, it's a two-day workshop. It's going to be in in Miami, a couple couple blocks from our office. Um, I think it's really for Best for agencies that are kind of at that like six figure level and they're looking to go to seven figures and they just need to get clear on how to tighten up their business model, how to put the systems in place to get clients on a consistent basis, and then how to how to really scale to the next level.
0: Awesome. And what is the, um, I'm sorry, what were the dates on it again? It's going to be June 5th and 6th. June 5th. And no, I'm 6th. sorry, June 20th,
1: June 20th and 21st in Miami. Okay. Gave you June
0: 20th and 21st. Okay, cool. Good. Um, so, um, and to be clear, you said that you're going to unpack your business model and train your business model, but I don't have to be in the plumbing and HVAC agency world, Just any, yeah, no. any type of digital agency serving small businesses.
1: Exactly. If, if you're running an agency and you're thinking about how do you, you know, how do you choose a niche, how do you position yourself as the expert, how do you scale, that's really, that's really what we're, we're going to be covering.
0: Awesome. That's cool. And how many people are, are is this a, a large it's going to be a small it...
1: group, you know. we we've got a capacity for fifty people, so it'll cool. probably be in that fifty person or less territory. So we can really get hands on and, you know, get a lot of productive work
0: done. Awesome. Well, I I know I I can say for sure I've known Josh for for years and years now in this industry, and like I said, um, he and his business business partner have executed on this business as well as anybody that I've seen. Um, and I can also say um, from my perspective, one of the best things that I've ever done, and it sounds like what you're doing is very similar, is I went to um, Jack Stack and the Great Game of Business in Springfield, Missouri. And, um, you know, Jack wrote the book, The Great Game of Business, one of the most influential books I've ever read on on growing a business. And he opened up his doors at his businesses to say, hey, come come and sit through a classroom type of setting. But then also, like it sounds like you're doing, come and visit our office. And see how the operations work. See how all of this comes together outside of just a classroom environment, outside of just theoretical. Come and look at it, and and just like you experienced when you went to reach local, it can be such an eye opening thing to go and see. Oh, you know, that's an account manager sitting there, and that's a that's the SEO team, and that's the PPC team, and and you guys have a meeting and talk to each other. You know, just. Just some of those things when you can finally see it and put those pieces together it can be so meaningful. Just like that training was for me years ago. And, and I'm sure this training is gonna be for many agency owners. So that's awesome. I, I love the now tell me what it was. It was learn, do, teach. Is that right? Learn, do teach. Yep. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that a lot. And I, I absolutely agree with the the benefit of of teaching. It's been huge for me. It, that's where I learn the most and have to, you know, clarify what it is that I do actually know to be able to teach somebody. So that's awesome. Very cool. Well, um, anything else you want to add about that or, or where, you know, people can get information about that? No, I mean, absolutely. Uh, I, I'm sure Mike, you're going to have a,
1: probably a link somewhere with this uh, where they can, where they can learn more. Fedandfigureagency.com uh, sure. is kind of our, our company website where you can learn more about uh, cool. what we're doing there. But um, we'd love to, we'd love to have you. You know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm passionate about helping digital marketing agencies, Uh, grow in scale i I failed my first time through i felt the pain and frustration of working 40 60 hours and not even making enough money to pay myself Uh, and now being on the other side of that where i've got a business that really is is financial abundance it gives me the freedom that i want and i want more people to experience that and i feel like i can help shortcut that for you and so that's what this is all about
0: awesome that sounds good well i definitely recommend um, any agency owners that are out there that, are, that fit that description, which I know that there are a ton of them. Um, and I, I would say from my personal perspective and having watched you, anybody that has not yet picked a niche or understood, you know, re- really, really got their hands on how they can go deep in that niche and everything that they're doing from sales, marketing, product fulfillment, service fulfillment, all that good stuff. Um, if you haven't really, you know, just jump down that rabbit hole, then I would really highly recommend that you go and and visit Josh and his business partner and learn from them because I think that's something that you guys have just absolutely excelled at and the the benefits are tremendous. I I do believe that that is perhaps the most important factor in how you separate yourself from the pack and and get that kind of growth that you guys are getting. So um, awesome stuff. Well, Josh, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Thanks for sharing your wisdom and your experiences with our crew here in this interview and then also um at that event coming up i'm sure it'll be a great success and have a lot of impact on people so thanks for doing that
1: thank you really appreciate you having me and appreciate appreciate everything you've done for me over the years
0: Oh, absolutely thank you and uh we'll look forward to connecting here soon all right all right good luck with the event take care thank you all right bye-bye